Welcome to Succession Stories. I'm Lori Barkman. As an exit value planning and M&A advisor, I call myself the business transition Sherpa. This podcast guides entrepreneurs from transition to transaction, from building value in your business to letting go. What do I do when I'm not hosting a podcast? I work with owners to maximize business value with my firm, small.big. And as a certified mergers and acquisitions advisor with Stony Hill, I guide you through the complex process of selling your company. Tune into Succession Stories for weekly insights to reward your hard work and avoid succession regrets. Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for our newsletter at successionstories.com. Here's to your success. 100% of owners will leave their business one day, but few are prepared. Through this show and in my advisory practice, I've spoken with hundreds of people about the uncertainty they feel about big questions like, who will take over for me one day? And what should I be doing now to get ready? To guide you through these challenges, I've written a book called The Business Transition Handbook. It provides real life stories, exercises and tools to help you get ready and let go on your own terms without regrets. Get the book and sign up to receive exclusive content by visiting businesstransitionhandbook.com. That's businesstransitionhandbook.com. Is this the year to sell your company? Don't leave your exit to chance. Stony Hill Advisors works with entrepreneurs like you to get ready for what may be the biggest transaction of your life. Learn what your business is worth by visiting stonyhilladvisors.com slash podcast. In this solo cast, I'm going to cover a critical owner succession pitfall to avoid, that your company needs you too much. This topic is covered in my book, The Business Transition Handbook, How to Avoid Succession Pitfalls and Create Valuable Exit Options. It's the number one pitfall to be aware of. Does your organization need you too much? And what can you do about it? Data from the Value Builder System shows that companies with equity holders who are personally responsible for more than 25% of the company's revenue are half as likely to receive an offer, and you're more likely to see a discount on the company's value. When the business relies too heavily on the skills or relationships of the owner, there's a negative effect on value because there's a risk that the company won't thrive into the future without the owner. So in exit planning and getting your company ready for succession or sale, transferability is an important concept. If only one person in your business leads mission critical functions, it could pose risk to your business today and to a new future owner. When was the last time you took a vacation? Did you truly unplug or did you frequently check messages? Did your people handle things swimmingly while you were gone, or were there fires the size of a Hawaiian volcano? In today's show, I'm going to talk about seven ways to make your organization less dependent on you. The first one is identify risks to business value. It's important to check in on where your business is today. Don't put your head in the sand about value-crushing risks that are within your control. Take the Value Builder online assessment at mytransitionscore.com and not right now while you're driving, but when, you're, when you have a moment, 
take the survey, discover potential risks and solutions to improve value. The co-founder and CEO of a graphic design company was surprised by her results of her assessment. She told me that I helped her see what was holding her back. She used to think that she was the main attraction and that that was the main reason customers were coming to work with her and then that was invaluable. However, what she said was, now I understand the fatal flaw in my thinking. This was a pivotal moment that she helped see her business in a new way. And the link for the business assessment is in the show notes if you want to check it out later. The second thing is don't be the rainmaker. So let's talk about rainmakers. Business owners who are rainmakers drive more than 25% of total revenue. They drive growth in the business. Rainmaker owners tend to have strong connections because they are involved in every facet of the customer relationship. They're responsible for service delivery, product development, sales, maybe even client service. That's a lot for one person to handle. And is it sustainable? While those relationships can fuel growth initially, over time, it will present risk to your business value. Relationship-based deals also are something to consider. They may be verbal agreements rather than papered and written down. And if those relationships are tied to the owner, revenue growth will flatline because what happens if those relationships go away over time? There's only so many hours in the day and there's limits to one person's capacity to sell. Not to mention there's risk in the business if th something happens to you and your capacity to work in the company going forward. Let's talk about the third one, which is architect your sales and marketing. Now, another type of sales and marketing leader is the architect. The architect develops a framework that others execute. This will increase your organization's sales and marketing capabilities over time. This could mean outsourcing your marketing to an agency or hiring people in-house to help you build your marketing processes and systems. It is possible to make a switch from a rainmaker to an architect owner if you can delegate, train, and build. On the delegation side, you'll want to delegate responsibilities that are really outside of your skill set or that just sap the lifeblood out of you. On the training side, you can hire and train salespeople to do the selling. Training others will expand your growth opportunities and enable you to focus on other aspects of the business. And on the build side, you'll want to create processes and systems so that others can do the selling and marketing. And it's all, not all reliant on you. So that brings us to the fourth point, which is do what you love and outsource the rest. Author Nick Layton wrote, time is a commodity for most entrepreneurs. And the best way to treat it as such is by letting go and outsourcing the work that you don't love doing or work that's beneath your pay grade. At the end of the day, delegating tasks that you don't enjoy can impact your business success. Because business owners tend to do everything, it's not practical as you grow. As the business becomes more and more dependent on you, you focus your passion on your passion less and less. You're bogged down with processes and this leads to burnout and prevents your business from growing. Instead, do what you love, outsource the rest. Who is your most important customer? The person who buys your business. 
Stony Hill Advisors works with owners to maximize the value when you're ready to sell. Get started today with a business valuation by visiting stonyhilladvisors.com slash podcast. Delegation is critical. It's a critical skill for any business owner. If you are personally overseeing the details, chances are you are a bottleneck to your company's growth and to its value. If your goal is to build a business that can thrive without you, you will want to master the art of delegation. Think about the degree of autonomy you want your employees to have. Outline a time-based or financial budget to work with and give them some scope. Encourage employees who get stuck to come to you with questions that you can simply answer yes or no. Over time, the number of problems that boomerang back to you will diminish. Another tool is the skill fun box. Make four boxes across the top, things that you're good at and not good at. On the vertical axis, things are you enjoy and don't enjoy. So you have four four squares in a quadrant. Next, think about how you're spending your time across those four boxes. Are you spending the majority of your time on things that you're good at, but sap your energy? They bring your mood elevator way down. Or are you working on things that bring you enjoyment? Also, consider how you spend your time and if you're generating value in your business by doing these activities. For more ways to develop your approach to delegation, I have another great resource for you. It's an ebook called The Four Degrees of Delegation, and I'll include the link in the show notes so you can get it later. The fifth point is to recognize potential and align incentives. Meredith Meyer Grelly is the co-founder of the Wiggle Whiskey Distillery, a hospitality and manufacturing business. For a long time, she recognized that the level of detail at which she was operating was not good for the business. She wanted to figure out a way how to extricate herself from the day-to-day. The first thing that happened was pre-pandemic. They started developing growth plans for their leaders And they were taking a two to three year view. But once the COVID-19 pandemic hit, everything accelerated. Their hospitality operations shut down, but they did not lay off staff. So the owners became much more active in leadership development, feedback, and actively managing people's growth plans. They also attached financial incentives to the growth of each individual leader. And everyone met the growth targets. The business ran better than when Meredith was trying to micromanage everything. And everyone, all the team members and her family were much happier. Meredith had successfully taken herself out of the day-to-day business, which enabled her to become an adjunct faculty member at Carnegie Mellon University, something she was excited to do. And within a few years, Wiggle Whiskey was successfully sold to a strategic buyer. The sixth point is to weigh short-term profits versus long-term value. Some people use profitability and value interchangeably, but they can be in conflict with one another. Instead of hiring salespeople, the owner seeking to maximize profits would do all the selling themselves. Instead of hiring a management team, they would hire the lowest paid staff they could find to simply execute. While the profit seeker may maximize their profits, 
they would also grow a business that may not be sellable. Kevin Trout started Grandview Medical Resources with the intent to sell one day. The medical equipment company grew at an impressive rate of 30% year over year. But this pace created financial risk in the business and was impacting Kevin's health. He knew he was the bottleneck to growth and had to do something different. He brought in professional managers, vice presidents of operations, finance, and administration. Kevin still ran the sales team, but no longer sold to clients directly. He was only involved in the biggest deals. This was a calculated risk because the company couldn't afford everyone at that time, but his investment eventually paid off. The company grew to $15 million in revenue. His leadership team had day-to-day responsibility and Kevin held them accountable for profitability. He put in 30 hours a week and achieved a much healthier work-life balance. Profits were strong and he was able to work on the business and not in it. Eventually, Kevin sold the company to a strategic buyer. A critical decision was putting the management team in place around him. Although this decreased short-term profits, the business was more transferable and increased his enterprise value overall. So timing is important, just like when you're driving a car with a stick shift. If you push in the clutch too soon, you'll stall the engine. You're spending too much money. But if you hesitate to push in the clutch, you have to avoid people getting burned out. And that number one person that risks getting burned out is you, the business owner. And what would your business be worth then? Which brings us to our last one, which is test your ability to separate. What if you weren't in the business for three months? You can be intentional and purposeful to work on this over time. Take a day off and truly unplug. See what happens. Then in six months, take two days off you'll know where the gaps are. Maybe you need to delegate some duties to other people. Maybe you need to transition responsibilities or document processes. Eventually, you may be able to step away from the business and make sure that the business will be okay and thrive without you. So let's wrap up. Here are the things I want you to take away from the solo cast. Transferability. Transferability or the ability for a business to continue operating without the presence of its owner is important for succession or for sale. A business that relies too heavily on the skills or relationships of the owner may pose a transition risk to the business and of course, to its value. And steps that business owners can take to decrease organizational dependency include expanding leadership teams, cross-training and increasing the skills of the groups, delegating and standardizing practices. How can you make this content actionable? Well, decide on three things that you will do within the next three to six months to make your business less dependent upon you. Write them down. You're more likely to complete them if you write them down. As a way to stay accountable to your business transition commitments, get a copy of my book. You'll find more exit value planning tips, stories, and exercises to build value and reduce risk. This is great work. The good news on all of this is that if you do this good stuff, it will help you run a more enjoyable business today and increase business value in the future. If you'd like to dive into my book, The Business Transition Handbook, order your copy on Amazon. And I would be so honored if you would write me a product review. I would really, really appreciate that. 
Download the secrets to a successful business transition by visiting thebusinesstransitionhandbook.com and make sure to follow Succession Stories to get our newest episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in and cheers to your future succession. My objective is for you to have a lucrative and successful succession. If you want to understand the value of your company today, that's a great place to start. The sooner you understand what creates value and what detracts from it, the more time you'll have to close the gap if there is one. Hundreds of business owners have taken my complimentary business assessment. As a first step, schedule a call with me by visiting meetlauriebarkman.com. That's meetlauriebarkman.com.